Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. Question daily, change things sparingly. Question daily, change things sparingly. Uh, this is a principle that uh, I want to hop into today, and it's essentially kind of tied to what I've been talking about for the last couple of days here on the podcast. And um, again, it, it's touch and go. It, it's touch and go. This is a subject that, you know, like with most things, doesn't have a right answer. It doesn't have a wrong answer. Like I said at the end of yesterday's episode, it really depends on you and where you're at, how your mind is functioning, what stage you are in your journey, what circumstances and obstacles you have, so on and so forth, right? But here's the deal. Um, question daily. That's that's pretty shallow and succinct. I just I like this question daily. Uh, change things sparingly. I like it because it's short and it gets to the point. But obviously, I'm not communicating everything in there that I would like to. So I'm going to tease it out in this episode. So we start with question daily. What do I mean by that? Uh, you know, we've always heard there's no such thing as a silly question, right? Um, you know, the, the worst question is a question unasked, something along those lines. So question daily with frequency, right? Should we ask questions, you know, of ourselves? Um, absolutely. I, I firmly believe that. I firmly believe that as we look to, you know, more consistently be the best version of ourselves as we look to achieve success in some area, you know, reach our goals, you know, as we look to commit to mastery and keep chasing that, that mirage. Um, yeah, I think we should question ourselves. I think we should question the process. I think we should question our thoughts and our actions and what we're doing. So I am 100% on board with doing that. I feel that we should. I think it would be it would be silly for us not to. It's kind of like one of those things, like why, well, here we go. I'm jumping already to the next thing. Like, why are we asking the question, right? So question daily, well, why are we asking it, right? And the response for us, if we're looking to achieve something awesome, if we're looking to be successful, be the best version of ourselves, the reason why we're asking is because we truly want to know Am I maximizing my potential here in this present moment? Am I thinking the, the right way? Am, is my perspective in line with me getting to the place that I want to get to? Am I in my process? Am I doing things you know, the proper way, the, the best way, the most efficient way? So I feel that we should ask these questions because what's at the root of the question is that we are trying to find out if there is something that we can do to be better than we currently are, this is where the waters get muddy for us in unpacking this principle because for those of us listening that are ambitious, motivated, we want to do something awesome, we know that we're not yet the best version of ourselves, the answer to this question is always yes. Something can be changed, something can be tweaked, something can be improved, every single moment of every single day. We, we should look at that and say, yes, I mean, I, there's always something to do. No, I, I, I can't just rest and coast. I, I, so 
yeah, questioning things daily is a good habit I feel for us to get into. It's something that I feel we should massage into our DNA to where we don't necessarily need to be prompted. We just kind of go about, I actually just finished meditating and it's like, you know, as I've gone from meditating and like opening up the Headspace app and and having the guy walk me through the meditations, I find myself doing it more on my own throughout the day, not plugged into the app and not plugged into him walking me through it, just something I do on my own. So the same thing here, like we should be going about our day, just kind of gently applying this principle to different things and asking, hey, is that really the best use of my time right now? Hey, is that really the best perspective that I could have on this thing? Hey, is that process, like what I just did and what I'm getting ready to do, like is this actually the most efficient way to get about doing this, right? Uh, So amen to that, yes, right? But the second part of this quote, I guess, slash principle is change things sparingly. And for this, I'm going to give an example of like a science experiment, right? If, you know, and for those of us that took science in high school and maybe even college or whatever, maybe it's still what you do for a living or for those of us that read, you know, scientific studies, like the best designed scientific studies are the ones that try to isolate just one variable, right? They try to isolate one thing and they, and they control for everything else that they can control for. And then they run the experiment versus the control. And then they go, all right, you know, that one variable, we, we were able to pull and isolate that one. So per what we found in the study, we can look and, and maybe put causality on that one variable being the thing right? That one variable being the reason why the results with everything over here being controlled versus the results with this one variable, like that one variable could be the reason for that, right? And those are the best experiments. The, the, the experiments that don't hold up and don't, don't hold water. And you know, the scientific community generally tends to laugh at or like discredit are the ones where there's more than one variable. Like it's like, Hey, we are like, oh yeah, it could be that variable, but variable, but hey, you actually didn't control for that one either. So how do you know that it's like variable A versus variable B? Because both of those things were changed, right? Both of those things were different from the control group where everything was the same and nothing changed, right? Um, so the, the same way, the same principle is, I think, a good way for us to look at this principle. So should we ask questions, right? Yes, daily. In other words, we put on our lab coat as scientists and we go to work and say, hey, you know, can I conduct an experiment that's going to give me knowledge, that's going to give me insight and wisdom into what, what is this thing really doing for me? Like, how is this thing making me better and moving me closer to my goals? Or how is this thing moving me further away from my goals? And how is it hurting performance, right? So I believe that we should do that. But like a good scientist, when we have our lab coats on and we ask those questions, we've got to be careful because we're not in a lab, right? I mean, you know, life is like the, our laboratory, right? So it would be really, really easy for me to go, oh yeah, um, it, this variable right here, I, th- I think that that could be causing me to, to kind of like not perform at my best. And, and then there's this thing over here too. And it would be so easy. And it is so easy for us to change both of those simultaneously and just run with it. 
And the fear that I have for us, myself included, is we get into this um, pattern where we're, we're, we're overzealous scientists. And what I mean by that is we begin to question everything and we're doing a good job on the daily questions thing, but then we, we're trying to rush a process that can't be rushed. We're trying to kind of fast track our way to success and achieving our goals. And what we need to do is realize we're doing it wrong. We need to be patient and we need to just maybe one variable at a time. Maybe one variable at a time. Notice I said maybe. Maybe it's don't change anything. Maybe it's, hey, that experiment, that thing, that process you have, it's still kind of fermenting. It's still growing. It's still underneath the soil and you can't see what it's doing, but you need to give it some time to do its thing and, and then make a decision on whether you need to change something about that or not. And I know that I've said this before on this podcast, but like patience is of the utmost. I would say behind consistency. I would say consistency is the first thing, but then like a close second would be this thing, this idea of patience, because it's kind of like we need to be careful because when we start asking the questions, it's really easy because all of us can probably, and by the way, this is not a horrible thing, but all of us can probably, because we're self-aware, go, you know what? If I dug into and kind of changed that thing and I did that thing a little bit differently, or if I took that out, or if I added this thing in, I feel that it would yield me better results. I feel like I would get closer to my goals. I feel like I would get closer to being successful, being the best version of myself, right? That's, that's, that's good. But we've got to be careful. We've got to pump our brakes a lot of times, and we've got to change things sparingly. Sometimes nothing needs to be changed and we just need to allow that thing to kind of grow a little bit and that thing to kind of blossom and maybe it never blossoms and maybe when it comes up out of the ground, it's dead from the moment it comes out and then we'll very easily know, but the danger is that we many times don't find out about that because we don't give it the time to mature, the time to cultivate, the time to grow. So changing things sparingly, right? Um, identifying, hey, what, you know, here, here's something, here's an exercise that I would give for us to do. Like, you know, what are the five, what are the three things? What are the five things when we sit down and we give ourselves some time to marinate and meditate on this? What are the three or the five things that we feel would be the most beneficial things for us to change right now in our process, right now in the way we go about our daily business of, being the best version of ourselves and then saying, all right, in rank of hierarchy, the most important thing being number one and the least important thing being number three or number five, if you want to make it a five bullet list. Okay. Can I go with number one and isolate that out like a good experiment and isolate it out as best we can? The problem is, is that, and even, even laboratory experiments are really truly never perfect, but they get close because I mean, they can they can moderate temperature, they can moderate like noise levels, they can moderate, I mean, everything. They can pretty much try to control it for it as best we can. The problem is, is that as we run this crazy game and as we play this crazy game called life, the, the, the thing about it is that we really honestly can't control a lot of these variables. Like there's a lot of uncontrollables and we're gonna have to go to the laboratory, right, of like this world and our lives and we're gonna have to just be like, hey, this is as close as I could have gotten to controlling this thing. And then 
there's going to be that little gap between like a, a, a real deal laboratory setting in a building where everything's controlled. And there's a gap between that and our lives where we're going to have to use some intuition. We're going to have to use some self-awareness. This is where the meditation comes in. This is where time and patience and wisdom comes in. We're going to have to say, well, I couldn't control for these things because it's darn near impossible because they're called uncontrollables for a reason. But using my best judgment, here's what I think. I think that that variable is bogus. I think that it's actually doesn't need to be changed. Or I think maybe it does need to be changed or taken out or added or whatever, right? And this is where the wisdom and the intuition comes in. This is where our judgment comes in. There's still going to be that little gap where we're not 100% certain. So to land the plane on this, and this is not, I didn't know that I was going to go here with this episode, but something that I feel needs to be attached to this principle is How much do you personally believe and you personally trust in what it is that you're doing? How much is it that you trust the path that you're currently on, the journey that you're currently wading through? You now here, you don't need to, I don't feel you need to trust it 100% because here's the deal for for us as human beings, what does 100% trust mean? It means we can see it. It means we can feel it. It means we can touch and taste it. And let's face it, for those of us that are trying to do something great, for those of us that are trying to like achieve some lofty thing and be successful, we can't taste, touch, hear, and smell these things with 100% certainty. So there's not going to be that 100% trust. There's going to be a sliding scale back from 100%. But is that percent that you're thinking of, is it strong enough for you to get from the perfect laboratory setting to the messy laboratory of life. And can you look at that gap? And with your intuition, can you say, Hey, my intuition is telling me we're okay. We're going to continue along this path. Or, you know, my intuition is telling me that there might be a little bit better of a path. I think here's the pushback on that. I would say that generally I would say that your path needs to be pretty well carved out. Generally, like the 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 trajectory that you've chosen needs to be needs to be pretty solid. It needs to be maybe it's overgrown a little bit, maybe it's got some weeds in it, you know, but you can still if you get down close enough, you can see it. So therefore, you can trust it with a, a certain amount of of trust and certainty um and sureness that will allow you to clearly make decisions based on your judgment. So can we, can we ask good questions and can we, you know, um, change things? Can we have the wisdom to, can we have the temperance and the patience, first of all, to not be changing things all of the time because that's so messy and that's so crazy. And let me tell you something, the internet's going to tell you, the marketing guru's going to tell you, the the coach is going to tell you when you go read articles that there's different ways and better ways to do this, that, and the other thing. And there's just a product out there for everything. There's a class out there for everything. There's a book out there for everything. And so you could probably live this life changing something about the way that you're doing things every single day of your life and probably still run out of real estate and time to do that. So you can't do that. This is where what I'm saying is square one is what's that journey look like, right? And can you trust it and can you plug into that? All right. 
there it is. I think this is a, yeah, this is a good one because I feel like a lot of us struggle with this. I feel like a lot of us struggle with, man, I really want to change these 18 things. And it's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That probably wouldn't be the best thing. Like, as a matter of fact, I I know it's not the best thing, right? You don't just gut it up and start over again because you've invested time into something that probably has some good things in it and that you need to keep around. And so systematically going through and figuring out what those things are and what those things aren't, what you need to add, what you need to take away. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that this has been insightful for you guys. Hey, I've got something for you. This is not really related to utmost performance, a mindset coaching business, but it is a business venture that I'm going on with a buddy of mine. And I just wanted to uh, invite you guys out to check something out, some exciting news that I've got for you. Um, If you guys want to jump over to the website, protourcamps.com, I'll leave a link to that in the notes for this episode. Um, It's basically a kind of destination camp bicycling camp that we're having in San Diego at the end of February. And so um, if you jump on that website and you look at that, I'm announcing now we're actually doing kind of a gangbusters deal where we're actually lowering the price of that camp down to $500. So you would be able to find a flight if it's available out there to go to San Diego. I looked the other day from DFW, they're 187 bucks, uh, which is really, really cheap. And then the camp itself would cost $500 and you would be privy to some of the amenities that are available on the protourcamps.com website. We are scaling it back, so we're not offering the full amount of support that is listed on the website, but if you message me here or if you find me on Facebook or if you email me or what have you, I would be more than happy to uh, to discuss that further with you and see if this is a good fit for you and something that you would like to do. I know that uh, the end of February is not the most pleasant place to be in a lot of the areas of the United States just because of cold weather and stuff like that. For those of you that are looking to uh, be able to ride outside in probably shorts and a jersey and some beautiful weather in the mountains with the beach around you, we'll be in San Diego at the end of February. We've got a crazy nice house in San Diego that we got an Airbnb for, and we'd love to have you out. So if you are interested in that, again, get at me, and I would love to give you some more information on that. All right, y'all. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you soon.